This is Feed, Play, Love, a podcast especially for the parents and carers of small children. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. Over the years, I've spoken to some really interesting people about parenting, and this next interview is one from our collection. I hope you enjoy it. There's a special kind of delight when your child starts to speak. There's a joy with each new word and a fascination in what one will come next, which is kind of a bit weird when you think about it. But, you know, when they say milk or two or their name or your name. But is there a science behind the way children learn to speak and what's normal in terms of development? Anna Eagleton is a child speech pathologist and she's here with us today. Hi, Anna. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. So... What age, can we say, is there an age roughly where children start to speak? Because I know it's different depending on the child. But yes. can we say when they, what's the earliest a child might speak? Right. Well, the first word um, can come anywhere from nine months through to 18 months. Nine and months. And that's the normal range. So wow. we know that girls develop a little bit earlier, so they'll be more towards the beginning of that range and boys will be more towards the end, just generally. Not, not every child fits into that, but... Um, so that's your first word, but they really start communicating a lot earlier than that, as as we all know, with that first cry that yes. you get in the hospital. And they get so expressive, their faces. Like, I, uh, uh, it's interesting that you say that um, boys and girls the difference because I keep looking at my son, who's now one and a half, and I keep looking at him. He's got a few words, but I'm thinking, I'm sure that my daughter was speaking before now. And so I start thinking, is there something wrong with his hearing? Or yes, like he's yeah. very expressive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you no, know when he wants something. <laughs> de- yeah, that's it. They do communicate, don't they, even before the words come. But um, it, it is normal to have a big variation. And I think mums who've got a girl first and then a boy often comment in the way that you are. Um, and I certainly had the same experience, but you do have to keep an eye on certain things. So yeah, think about the hearing like you are and just make sure that's all on track. Because you can tell, like you say that, I mean, let's talk about the things that parents can do to help the process of speaking. Yes. So um, is there anything, I mean, I'm not saying that you do this so that they, you know, start speaking at nine months or whatever, but um, are there ways that parents can help children sort of get on the road to speech. Yes, yeah, there's lots of things you can do. Um, You need to be talking to them right from day one. Um, So using simple language, looking at picture books, um, playing with them um, as much as you can and just talking. They learn from their carers. If people don't speak to them, they won't learn to talk. We know that um, mothers with postnatal depression often have kids with a bit of a language delay because you tend not to talk when you're depressed. So talking, talking, talking is the key. Um, Also, just slowing down your rate and using more simple language will help them learn. Um, So playing, talking, reading books, um, all of those things, nursery rhymes. So just surrounding them with language, getting down to their level, letting them see your face. They learn from looking in your mouth and seeing what your lips and tongue and teeth are doing. Yeah. So all of those things help. And uh, this is a little bit cruel, but what I do with my son is he loves bananas. So every morning when he's really wanting his banana, I'll stand in front of him and go, banana? (laughs) Like a minion. Banana? (laughs) (laughs) And I think he's saying nana. Yes. Although it also sounds like nana 
whom he spends a lot of time with and loves to bit. So it could be banana, could be it could either. be nana. Yeah, or the same <laughs> word for both. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He <laughs> loves no, them both good. as much. That's encouraging them. Yeah. And giving them a choice too, even though you know he knows that's a banana, but you could say, is this milk or a banana? And oh, right. giving them a choice is a good way of getting them to have a go at it. Yeah. And have a laugh at you too. (laughs) The other thing, just talking about encouraging their speech and language, there's a big tie-in with their eating as well. So we need to be encouraging them to move through the consistencies of food. You know how some kids just want to stay on that soft food. You've got to encourage them to start chewing and doing the more chewy food because that's developing the muscles for later on saying words. And you forget about... You forget because it's so natural for us to speak that you are using all sorts of different parts of your mouth. Yes. And actually saying that makes me think of learning another language because when you learn another language, you think, oh, my goodness, I remember learning Spanish and thinking this is completely parts of my mouth I've never used before. Yes. And it's like a muscle, isn't it? Your tongue and your jaw and all that stuff. And it's very rapid and very precise. So you need to have, you know, good a good background to those muscles building up with sucking and swallowing and chewing and so the eating part of it's important as well. So interesting. Now I know there are ways that my son communicates with me and it's probably obvious to all parents even when they're not speaking what children um, do before they can speak to to let you know what they want. Um, How important developmentally are things like um, like non-verbal ways of communicating communicating like pointing and um, those little googly noises and stuff that they make to their eventual speech development. Yeah, that's all very important. They, They often start pointing around the time they get their first word. So then they use the point to get you to label everything around them and to learn more words. But before that, it's really important that they go through the phases of you know, gurgling and cooing and then babbling. So between seven and nine months, most children will babble. And it's a bit of a a sign that something's not going right if they're not babbling by, say, by one. Um, So all of those stages are very important. And being able to look look at your face, turn, take, being interested in your, you know, you talking to them, they're all really important stages as well. What about singing? Yes. Because I swear Arlo sings. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Daniel, my husband, would always say, oh, you know, he sings in harmony and I'm not sure that we go that far and say he sings in harmony but he does sing he sings at night when he goes to yeah Yeah. well I don't even know if it's tunes but he just you know starts yeah you can hear there's a tune in what he's there's a bit of a melody going yeah so is he going to be a a opera singer or a rock star (laughs) (laughs) but it starts early doesn't it (laughs) we'll we'll put him in classes you can definitely tell kids that are going to be musical because they want to get the beat and they do sort of sing and and hum along to things all the time so you can tell early I think. Well, and what about um, speaking of music um, do you see music has it has a develop has a role in the development of speech yeah in terms of um, dare I say it recorders and things oh, like that yes. that they okay, like to put yes. in their mouths to yeah. make sounds well that sort of goes along with that um, eating bit we were talking about before but any kind of blowing sucking blowing bubbles um, sucking through a straw all of those things are building the mouth muscles so they are good things, annoying <laughs> things, but good things for them to do. Oh, and they no, love recorders. making a noise, don't they? Someone, gave, a very good friend of mine, gave us a recorder for Darcy's third birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't very impressed. Yeah. You know what you have to do is give a very noisy toy to their kids oh, I next did. birthday. Oh, good. <laughs> I looked at them and said, just you wait. Aya's birthday's coming up. Um, so what, do, is there any um, 
uh, science behind the sorts of things that kids start talking about first because it feels like it can be so random like I'm sure Darcy's first word was Darcy right yes well (laughs) they always talk about the things they're most interested in and they're very very egocentric at that age so that could be right but no it'll always be about mum dad or grandma or whoever's looking after them a lot um, Does it be about matter how pets? many times you say it? Because I'm, you know, I know that there are, there's sometimes a competition between mum and dad about whose name is going to be said first. first. So is, yes. does it matter if you're down there on on the ground with them going mum mum <laughs> well, mum mum? I, I think dad gets said more it often. Does and it's because you know when they're that little they. Most kids spend more time with their mum and their mum says dad a lot and talks about dad. So that's why that happens. I thought it was also easier to say dad yeah. as well, opposed to mum. the mm comes before the d, so mum's right. easier. Yeah. Is it? Yes. That blows my theory out yeah. of the <laughs> <laughs> um, So finally, when should parents, you mentioned that there are certain um, things to look out for um, developmentally. When should parents seek help or support about their child's development you know I mean you're saying it could be anywhere between nine months and 18 months yes is it only at around 18 months if they haven't um, started their first word that parents should worry or is it before then? I think you can start looking for signs earlier on so if your child isn't babbling you know in that seven to nine month range give them a bit more time you know maybe till one if you're still not getting babbling that's a time to go and seek some help um, if they don't seem to be interested in um, communicating with you, um, they may not be hearing. Um, if they're not turning quickly to sounds that you know happen in their environment, get their hearing checked. So those sorts of things can um, you can be on too early, I think. And also, if you notice they're really having trouble with uh, sucking or feeding or chewing, um, you should speak to your doctor or your health nurse about it because there's things you can do but certainly if they get to 18 months and there aren't any words and they're not really following any instructions they're not pointing they're not communicating with you um you know verbally by that stage that's the time to go um yeah someone and would you is the process going to a gp and getting a referral or can you normally go to speech pathologists yeah you don't need a referral you can you can just ring one up um I think actually in the in the early years, your health nurse is one of the best people to speak to because they're really on top of the milestones and they also know in your community who you can reach out to if you need help in particular areas. So that's a good place to start. Or your GP. I think sometimes GPs might say, just let's wait and see, um, whereas you could get some advice from a speech pathologist earlier or audiology, get the hearing tested so it's quite early on if you want to get onto it early. It's it's really important to get in early with these things. Anna, thank you so much for coming in and speaking with us. Pleasure. No problem. That was Anna Eagleton. She's a child speech pathologist. And uh, we'll post this up on our website later if there are any points that you want to go over again. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.